This is Liz Reed. This is my podcast called Liz Life Guru. I'm a practicing therapist here in Michigan. This show will focus on addiction, mental health issues from beginning to end. I am also in recovery for the past 20 years and I have plenty of topics that can help you from A to Z. So let's get started. Hi, Gina. How you doing? Hello, Liz. Guess what we're talking about today? Narcissism. A big topic and a really big word. Yeah, it is a really big word. But you know what? It's overused. Would you not agree? I, oh, God, I, I yes. don't know. Why Why do you think that it's overused? Really? Oh, my God. Everybody's a narcissist. He's a narcissist. She's a narcissist. Narcissist, narcissist, narcissist. I hear it all the time. And it's like, does anybody truly know the definition so of a narcissist? So what is the definition? Apparently well, not. Okay. So the definition of a narcissist is excessive interest or admiration in themselves right? Inflated ego. It's mostly in men. Men by far outweigh women. 5% of the personality disorder of narcissism is, well, of all the personality disorders is narcissism. So that's actually pretty high. Okay. There's 10 personality disorders. Narcissism being one, 5% of them is nar are narcissistic. So inflated ego, lack of empathy, need attention, Few boundaries, do whatever it takes to get what they want. So these are all characteristics mm -hmm. of the... Of narcissism. Of narcissism, which is a personality disorder. Yes, it is. So it's more than just extreme confidence. Oh, it, it, <laughs> that's funny you should say that because in reality, it's lack of confidence. In reality, they're very insecure, very paranoid, very insecure, very needy, low self-esteem, D, all of the above. So all of the things that they say, act, or need, or want has nothing really to do with their confidence. It's everything to do with impressing other people. Narcissism being a personality disorder. For women, actually, we call it it's borderline personality disorder. That's typically how women roll with narcissism. Although women can be narcissistic, but narcissism mostly gears a little bit towards men. So it presents itself differently in women and men? Very similar. But women are more drama-driven, like be, uh, women with borderline personality disorder are more drama-driven. They l feed off of excessive uh, drama and anger and situations. And is that what you mean by drama-driven? Like they, yeah. they like the drama they of live an for event. The drama. They live for the drama. They live for the drama. Yeah, absolutely. Now, men... It's more about, a, a true narcissist is more about literally only giving a damn about themselves and their own needs, whatever that may be, and what you can give them, okay? So if somebody's, so we have different people out there, they'll say they're so narcissistic. Well, some people are just self-centered, right? A little more self-centered, but they have the empathy to love and take care of other people. And then we have other people that are, were just raised entitled, Okay. And they've always gotten what they wanted. So that's what they expect. So they don't have a whole lot of empathy or nurturing properties or reciprocal relationships. That is not a narcissist. A narcissist is a true personality disorder. And what I hear you saying is that they typically are, they don't have empathy for others. Yeah. It's all about them. All about them and their needs. Um, they, they, feel, think, and behave in a personality disorder that is critical to how they treat other people and how they treat themselves. So <clears throat> through their bad behavior, 
They often have um, toxic relationships or very volatile relationships. They gaslight. They find people that become essentially victims. It's They don't have relationships, as I always say. They take hostages. You serve a purpose. In reality, it doesn't equate to a normal partnership. It's more one-sided in what you will do for them. So someone who's listening today and says, oh, I'm dating a guy and you know what I'm noticing? And I say guy because you say it's more frequently in the male population. So I'm dating someone and I'm identifying some of these characteristics mm-hmm. in the person that I'm dating. Yeah. Do you run away? Do well, you, I would. You would. <laughs> I would because... In a lot of ways, with a narcissist, that's somebody who uses you f- until you become too much of a problem or you they don't need you any longer. So everybody serves a function for them, a self-absorbed function, something that they need that offers something beneficial to their life. So when you're not beneficial to them any longer, you find yourself giving up more and more and more for them to please them, to make them happy, because they can also be very verbally abusive and convince you that you need them when you don't. Is there anything that I can do to ever make them happy? No. No, there really isn't because that's the goal is to keep you on your toes and keep you always worried about their feelings, right? Have you ever known a friend or had a friend that every time she comes to a party or a family gathering, a a sister or brother or something, and they have to sit next to their husband or boyfriend the whole time, or they're constantly running over going, are you okay? Do you need this? Do you want that? That kind of thing. They don't engage with other people, probably because I'm not saying every one of them is a narcissist, but they do think that um, other people are beneath them. Also what you'll see with a narcissist also, and and so consequently your your partner is running over there saying, what do you need? What can I say? What can I do? You know, type of thing all the time. Narcissists will claim they have jobs they don't have, houses they don't have. Narcissists will inflate their wealth, inflate their ego, inflate their worth, what they've done and what they have. Do they realize they're lying? Yeah. They, well, become second nature. They are also pathological liars, which can be very difficult too to deal with because they're very convincing, super convincing. You know, a lot of pathological lying can lead them to get to the jobs they want. Look at this. What just happened? What was the name of that? Uh, Santos. George Santos is a pathological liar and a narcissist. He doesn't care about who he's hurt or what he said or what he's done. He is just going with the fact that this is what he wants. And look at, he hasn't even been thrown out yet. <laughs> Right? So that's a great example for anybody yeah. who's listening to see that they can become successful or in, in the limelight mm-hmm. and it's still yeah. narcissistic behavior. So I asked you about dating and you said, no, run away. Don't continue dating that person. What if you're listening or people who are listening and they, they think, oh my gosh, that's my partner, my spouse. And now they find themselves in this relationship yeah. with a narcissist. What, what do they do? What, well, they what? possibly suspected for a very long time that they were a narcissist and that this was not a reciprocal relationship. It was a one-sided relationship. And so in a situation like that, when you finally realize and understand this, if they narcissist hasn't decided to get rid of you first, you are going to be letting them down slowly because they can be very vindictive. They can be very vindictive and they don't want... They don't want the relationship to end. They want the relationship to keep going because they you haven't served your full purpose for them. 
it's you know the thing with narcissism is that you know it's you know extremely self-centered but they don't have the ability for empathy so when you think of empathy what are you thinking somebody who is feeling what i'm feeling so if i'm feeling sad they're like oh i'm so sorry how can i help or if i am um i'm experiencing a difficult time they're there to support and listen mm-hmm. yeah and that's a reciprocal relationship is normally like that have you ever known anybody in, who was married or with a narcissist or somebody like that in listening to this conversation yes and so everybody does. I think everybody does know somebody like that, that it's all about them and not about anybody else. So when you're in a relationship with somebody who's a narcissist, you have to understand that you're expendable. If you, you, if you, you know, you have some degree of understanding that the relationship will only go as far as they decide it's going to go, or they will end up leaving you at the altar or breaking up with you just one day out of nowhere. It's very difficult to make plans with a narcissist on what your future is going to look like because they have a directive all their own. And sometimes there's the, the passive aggressive narcissist. I don't know if you've ever seen somebody like this. They're somebody who really isn't so dominant or ego driven, like you wouldn't really know because they're kind of quiet people. I, I had a patient like this, kind of quiet people, but they are so reserved and within themselves and have such an inflated ego about themselves that they don't even intermingle with many other people because they think they're better than everybody else. So they spend all of their, most of their time alone. And that's somebody who would think is just, they're isolated. They're, you would think they're just, you know, quiet or reserved, but actually, you know, they're very angry and just, and choose to keep their situation, their life and their terms all to themselves. And they don't often have relationships. So a narcissist in particular is somebody who um, doesn't have a whole lot of understanding about how romance, communication and relationships work. And this can be driven by many different things. Um, they do say that sometimes with narcissists, this can be from early trauma or it can be um, from uh, how you were treated as a child. So because it's a personality disorder, it's something that can develop over time. Mm -hmm. Yes. Once somebody identifies, can they receive treatment? There is no cure. <laughs> there is no cure for narcissism, oddly. Well, not exactly oddly, because personality disorders are a whole different thing. Dialectical behavioral therapy is a component of borderline personality disorder therapy, which is something that helps people who understand. Once again, that's for women. For men, it's a whole different story. Um, men can go into DBT, but if you don't understand or know that you have this problem, how are you going to work on it? So somebody with a huge inflated ego, they don't think anything's wrong with them. For the family member or the friend that's dealing with a narcissist, yeah, what should they do? Well, if you want to end a relationship, you have to have hard boundaries, hard boundaries that, you know, um, you can't really take them at their word. It's very difficult to take them at their word. So to check to make sure that they're telling you the truth about whatever is going on and keeping that line, that boundary firmly in place at all times. If you're dating somebody who's a narcissist, stopping all communication is imperative because they will gaslight you, move you back into the relationship, ask you, you know, turn it around that I wouldn't be this way if it weren't for you, that what kind is, of thing. What is gaslighting? Gaslighting is using your own words against you and telling you that it means something else, right? 
So let's say um, I say, you know, every time we have this conversation, um, you say that I'm the one starting the argument and they will turn around and say, oh, you have to be kidding me. Do you know how many arguments you have started? You started the one yesterday and the day before and the day before that. And you know, for a fact, you hadn't even talked to them or, or you did, and they were the one that was in the bad mood or they were the one that started the argument, but they will convince you. They're con very convincing because they'll do with, this with small things too. Like you just said to me that the door was closed or you just told me that you left the dog out. No, I didn't. I didn't tell you that. Yes, you did. And you're like, oh my God, am I going crazy? I think every woman, every you know man, somebody has had that kind of a situation where you think as though you're going crazy. Um, didn't I already say that? And with a narcissist, this is a tactic that they use over and over again to keep control over you, that they're the one who knows what's going on and you don't. And so this helps. Coping, or coping strategies for someone who's living with a nar narcissist would be first. First of all, understanding that you may have to make a plan to get out if this is truly who this person is. You can first ask them and help to try to help them to understand. There are some narcissists that do try to get help because they have continuous failed relationships over and over again. If it's a one-sided relationship, it's never going to be successful. And the person on the other end is going to feel less than and left out. If, hey, do you want to get some therapy? I think that we've got a problem here. Is there any kind of understanding that you would understand? But typically that doesn't work. If they did, they could get behavioral therapy, dialectical behavioral therapy, which is acronyms and sorts, uh, different sorts of ways of looking at what people are saying to you as not personal attacks and being able to think your way through them. But a lot of times for a narcissist, that's not something that they want to do, right? Because they think they're always right. They're very insecure people, soul-sucking type of people. In, within their lives, rude is an example of confidence for them. You know, being a big mouth or bad manners or being tough and in your face makes them feel confident, peaceful, uh, uh, and measured, but they're not. They're not. They're rude and aggressive. So in many ways, the narcissist doesn't understand what they're doing until they're left without anything. So can you help a narcissist understand? You can try. <laughs> you can try. That is a tough one. But it, it's a word that's thrown around a lot more than it should be. In many ways, they're not going to accept that this, is, this negative behavior, behavior that they have is, is truly who they are. They have an inflated ego. They believe that they are better than you are. That's a huge component of it. So for an, a narcissist to identify this, what's going to be their first step that says, okay, I, if they're willing to identify it, what's yes. their first step in getting some help? Well, uh, they would have to reach out to somebody. And, and another thing you need to understand is that a narcissist is hardwired usually from birth, to be this kind of person. Do you know large families? There's always one that's a little different than everybody else, and you're like, how did they ever, <laughs> how did they ever fit in like that? How'd they come from that family? How'd they come from that family? They're hardwired. They're born that way. It just kind of, those are the dynamics of how it worked out. And they just have taken on life in this manner that the, if I do this, then I reap re rewards. And if I'm manipulative, I reap rewards. And that is very, you know, difficult for you and me to understand because we want to be kind to other people, loving and compassionate. For the narcissist, they don't feel that way. It's an entirely different situation. You are a target. You're a victim because you were too stupid to see through them. That's how they look at it. 
Um, how could you not see that I was manipulating you? Well, that's your fault. That's not my fault. They don't take response, personal responsibility for the things that they're doing. And so in many ways, if somebody was saying that to you and you were in a long-term relationship with them or living with them, you would be like, wow, am I stupid? Am I stupid? Am I stupid for being with him am I, or, or her? Am I stupid for believing what they said? Who would ever believe that? Wow, I trusted you. I trusted in what you said. But they're adamant about it. That's also part of gaslighting. And it's very difficult, very difficult to leave. So in many ways, it, leaving a narcissist will mean that you have to cut off all communication and have a strict plan, just like leaving any abuser like we were talking about. In many ways, if you know a narcissist, they can be dangerous too. So you have to plan to leave them like you would leave somebody who was an abuser. Have your money put to one side, have your, your things organized that you need, uh, make sure you have all your private documents together, make sure that you have the kids situated and be ready to leave at a moment's notice. Have a bag ready. Have a bag ready, absolutely. There's a ton of different things that you can do. You can find all of that on the internet. There's uh, there for abused women. You know, they usually come out of some type of narcissistic relationship because they can be violent. Not everybody, that's a broad brush view of it. But if a narcissist truly, truly has only through many, many, many failed relationships and family dynamics that are like, listen, you're cut out of our family. I know a young man like that right now. None, nobody in the family wants to talk to him any longer. Nobody wants anything to do with them. Nobody wants him around at all. And he still can't get the memo that it's his fault. He still thinks it has something to do with his family and it's more their problem than his problem. And that's what a lot of narcissistic people will do. But let's say they get some kind of aha moment of, you know what, it is me. It, maybe it is me. Maybe part of this is me. And that's a fight that you'll never win when you're trying to talk to a narcissist. You know what, this is you. You really need to do something about it. But if they do start realizing, they're not stupid people. So know that. They're usually very intelligent. So if they're understanding that, listen, my life is getting smaller and lonelier. I'm not getting the jobs I had before. I'm feeling sad about the fact that I'm alone and I don't have anybody who truly loves and cares for me. Then they will, they need to reach out and get some type of therapy. Talk to somebody who specializes in narcissism. On Psychology Today, where I'm located, that's where I advertise for my business, the one and only place that I advertise. Everybody is vetted through there and verified through Psychology Today. And there's filters at the top. You put in your zip code or whatever, if you're looking just for telemedicine, um, if you want a man, a woman, and then all their specialties come up on what they specialize in. Pick that one out in narcissism. I would suggest if it's a man, go with a man. If it's a woman, go with a woman. Um, these are very difficult cases for a therapist to handle because you're really dealing with somebody's personality that they are born with and not something that usually that has developed. So um, that mixed with a psychiatrist with, they can use antipsychotic medication, also SSRIs and mood stabilizers that can help them to deal with their narcissistic tendencies. But it's admitting there's a problem is the first thing. Any of the recommendations in terms of medication is has to be seen by a medical professional Absolutely. to diagnose those. We certainly don't prescribe or diagnose any of that that is needed, mm -hmm. but we say that there are options. There are options. Biggest piece of advice for someone who's living with or knows of a narcissist, what do they need to do for their own personal self? For your own personal self, decide, is this what you want? And do you want to live like this for the rest of your life? Living to please, living to serve, living to boost ego, living to 
be sexually available. There's a number of different things. And no matter what that person is doing, you can never do enough to please true narcissists. Absolutely not. As I've always said, for a narcissist or somebody with low self-esteem, low, very insecure, no matter what they say they are, insecure, low self-esteem, and lack of ego, and really self-worth, that is a giant bullet hole that they're trying to put a very small Band-Aid over, and it's never going to heal. So you trying as much as you can. If you find yourself also working harder than they are on the relationship, it's never going to fly. You just find a life of misery for yourself. Yeah, there may be that 1% that can fix it and do something about it, but it's not worth the other 99% of your life that you could live happily with somebody who truly appreciates you. A really huge problem yeah. that needs some attention. <laughs> needs some, some attention, help. more awareness. And we can't flippantly say that uh, somebody who has a big ego or is just a plain old ass is a narcissist, okay? <laughs> yeah, thank you for bringing that. <laughs> thank you for clarifying that description about what a, tr- what a narcissist truly is. <laughs> Absolutely. Always insightful. <laughs> thank you, Gina. The information in this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not meant to replace treatment or diagnosis by a qualified mental health professional.